We'll head back to Ukraine for this story. Uh, the UN Migration Agency now estimates more than 11 million people have fled their homes since Russia's invasion 42 years ago, 42 days ago, rather. It has created a huge need for aid, uh, delivered any way possible these days. And that's where my next guest comes in. He's a former soldier, a Calgarian. He left Calgary to join the fight ostensibly against Russia. That's what he headed over there for. But when he realized he wasn't going to be provided a weapon, it wasn't quite what he thought it was going to be, he decided to leave that, but to stay, devote his time to something else. So Paul Hughes is now on the front lines, but he's not fighting. He's delivering aid wherever it's needed most. Joining me now is Calgary's Paul Hughes of Hugs. That's helping Ukraine grassroots support. And he joins me from outside Lviv. Paul, thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what have you managed to, I, I realize there's a lot of need. There's a lot of people trying to fill those needs in, in a very grassroots way, I understand. Uh, what have you managed to do and what are you doing now? Well, we're on a 16th mission here. Um, I managed to uh, meet a lot of Ukrainian people and start to work with them at a very grassroots level. And I can't emphasize grassroots um, uh, these are just people that are country, they believe in their country, um, and uh, I decided to support them the best I could. Friends um, back home that decided to also uh, get behind the cause, and we've just rallied together. It's very community-based, it's very local-based, it's very uh, foundational in, in nature, and uh, one of the things they needed was food, shelter, so we started helping with that. So I was doing everything from uh, helping make food to making sandwiches, uh, helping people move their luggage, um, giving hugs. And uh, we just tapped into the whole hug concept. It's uh, very Canadian uh, in nature. Giving somebody a hug uh, means a lot here right now. I can imagine. I understand you're actually bringing stuff to Bucha. We've seen a lot about Bucha in the last uh, 72 hours or so. What, tell me a bit about that if you could. Well, absolutely deplorable. I mean, it's just, the images are shocking. And, uh, you know, Putin's a war criminal. These people are war criminals. This is to target civilians the way they did is just uh, abhorrent. Uh, uh, anyway, it's, 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 it's massively overwhelming. But um, we are, we've uh, deployed to Buka and uh, other, other communities that need our help. And we're taking aid. Uh, primarily in the form of food because uh, those lines have been cut off and um, these, these people are under immense uh, pressure. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just too much sometimes, but we're responding and we've got a good team of people that are taking uh, medical supplies, food, shelter supplies, uh, anything that we possibly like these, these vans are packed. Like we get the biggest guys possible to just keep ramming stuff into these vans. So um, we do everything we possibly can. So, Paul, is that what you do? You just try to collect as many supplies as you can, cram them into a van, and take off to where they're needed? Yeah. So we've got three vans that are operational right now. Um, because of the money that has been given to us by Canadians, uh, we've been able to purchase vans and we've been able to mobilize and take supplies to where they're needed. This is very critical, incredibly critical. 
How is this for you? I mean, you're you're used to to grassroots work in Calgary. You've done this uh, a lot. You were also a soldier at one point. How has that all come together to help you right now? Uh, well, I'm very fortunate to have had the experiences that I've had. Uh, it's prepared me somewhat for this from an operational perspective, from an emotional perspective. Nothing could ever prepare you for this. I, I've had a, a few personal moments, uh, but um, you, just, you just deal with it. These people are dealing with it. They have a, an incredible spirit, and you just, you're inspired by all these people. I've, I've seen hundreds of thousands of moms and children and absolute despair, and they just, they just keep moving on, and um, they're, very, they're very resilient people, incredibly resilient people. So from a logistical perspective, I'm well prepared and I was able to, um, and, and then with the team of people, we have people from Sweden, we have people, people from the UK, from the USA, uh, from the Ukraine, um, everybody, we're all working together to try to make something happen here. We are just a band of uh, brothers and sisters from different mothers and uh, we're doing everything that we possibly can. What are the biggest challenges for you right now, Paul? Um, the language has been a real, a real challenge, but, um, just trying to make it work. Um, people are working together. We're finding ways to work around a system that is absolutely not prepared for this. Um, you know, uh, you can only imagine any country in the world that's all of a sudden, all of a sudden being attacked by a superpower. And, you know, you, the Ukrainian people are peaceful people. They're incredibly peaceful. They do not want this war. And Putin has decided to unleash uh, just absolute travesties on the, on these people. So, but they're responding and they're inspiring. I'm completely inspired. I've never, I've never seen this type of humanity before in my life. And I, I don't think I ever will. Oh, I mean, that's well put. I mean, you, you went over there with one intention to sort of fight Russians and now you find yourself in a very different role. Uh, has it all been worth it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been here for a month. I've been here for one month it feels like i've been here for five years i have never experienced anything like this and uh if that was all i did in my life i would feel like i've accomplished something so uh yeah it's just it's it's every everything everything life could throw at you and so it's 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 it's, it's chaos and it's beauty it's it's everything all at once what would you like canadians to know listeners here to know about what's happening there what do we need to know well, um, there are certain things that are required here, but the primary thing that's required right here right now um, is, well, the support of every Canadian possible. Um, you know, Putin is a, a bully. And how do, how do Canadians respond to bullies? What do we do when somebody bullies somebody? We, we stand up to them. And these people are standing up and they need, they need the continued support of Canadians. And right now, our organization is grassroots. We're, I don't even know these people. We just go in, we hand everything to them, and we leave. We, we give them a hug, and we say, here you go, do your best, and they carry it on. So, um, uh, you know, the, I guess the mo- most important thing right now for our organization to help these people more is some funds. I don't, we don't care if it's $2, but try to help our organization because we're helping uh, the Ukrainian people right now. Every single cent that we're provided with is going into Ukraine. We have no overhead. We have a community that has a school. It's a very small town, 200 people. 
They have given us their entire school. We are living in their school. They're, that the women and the men are coming. They're, they're helping us with our laundry. They're, they're feeding us. And we just keep going out on missions. We just keep going out on missions. We come back. We're exhausted. They feed us. We get our sleep. We go back out again. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. It's very, very, it's very complex and it's very simple. But they have a lot of the supplies here that they need and we're just moving it forward we just keep moving it forward so part of the problem here right now is logistics and we're providing that logistics support a lot of people don't want to go into these hot zones and we're willing to do it you know how long you're going to stay paul um i'm going to stay until this job is done and i i don't have a crystal ball that works i don't know if anybody here has a crystal ball that works so we're just going to keep going so right now the plan is uh we, we think until roughly August, we need to help these people get back on their feet. Even if the war ends, there is such, uh, the challenges here are overwhelming. They had challenges even before the war started. And uh, this, 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 this entire situation is as chaotic as you could possibly imagine times 10. Um, uh, yeah, we're, um, we're not going anywhere. Everybody is committed to helping the Ukrainian people because they're working hard. When you see people, these people working the way they're working and the support that they're giving us, and we're, we're here to help them and they're helping us. It's, it's, they just dig so deep. I've, uh, they're just amazing. They're just so inspiring. Paul, any one moment that really stands out to you so far? Uh, uh, too many, too many. Every day is a hundred different moments in a day, but, I think that little boy that was playing with that piece of cardboard and pretending that it was a truck uh, just keeps coming back to me all the time. He had this child had nothing. His mother had nothing. Everything they had from, from Kharkiv was in a bag. And uh, he was just, he had a smile on his face. He was playing with a piece of cardboard, a piece of goddamn cardboard. And this kid had a smile on his face and his mom was smiling. And, you know, um, I, I don't know. I don't want to say, man, about this. I really don't. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, no. This is too much. This is too much. Well, keep up the great work, Paul. Thank you so much for talking to me and uh, stay strong. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time.